Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about babies' first foods. Join me for my live presentation. Here's the final part. All right, so we're moving into the final phase now. So our 10 to 12 months old. So we're getting close to having a a one-year-old. So this phase is all about essentially, like I've said, is bringing your child to be eating the family meal. So one of the key things around removing fussiness and, and, and growing healthy eaters is this idea of make one meal for the whole family. So everybody eats the one meal. There's a lot of research around why this is a really good idea with developing healthy eating habits, you know, a child feeling like they belong in the family unit, also helping remove fussy behavior. So different things that you can try. I think one of the things that I certainly noticed as a mum over the years is that every year my kids get older, every year I'm renegotiating what life is like, my daily routine, how we eat. So being a parent is not convenient um, (laughs) at all, but we were parents because we, you know, we adore our kids and they bring something special to our lives. Um, So there may be some meals that you just won't be able to eat with the kids and maybe save those meals for those nights where you feed them first and you put them to bed later. But try as much as you can to eat together. If It can be tricky when they're really little and young, but if you, if you can do it, it's absolutely worth it. But a couple of things you can try are like mild curries. I started giving, we eat green curry in this house. I super love green curry. Put lots of veggies in it. I make it pretty spicy, but what I used to do is for the kids, when I'd serve up the kids, they'd have some really, um, the rice obviously, sauce. I would then pull out some chicken chunks, chop that up really finely, chop up the veggies in the curry and then put a, be very generous with my natural yogurt and stir through to sort of mild down the flavour for them. Now, green curry was a food that I fed the kids before they were one years old and to this day it's one of their favourite meals and in fact – Nearly all of the, the, just the regular family meals I fed the kids under the age of one, they love those meals now. And I think that's so interesting, right? And I wish I'd exposed them to more things, right, under the age of one. We just assume that they won't like them, but they're so open and willing before they turn one. It's, it's afterwards that around sort of 15 to 18 months of age that the fussy eating behaviour starts to start. So pastas, soups and stews, meats and veggies, just chop them up, just chop them up for them. But the, you can 100% do salads and things, just just chop up things really finely so it's easy for them to eat. Um, risottos, pilafs, slow cooker meals. Um, in fact, slow cookers are a really great way to for them to have meat because it just makes it a bit more tender and easier for them to eat. But just want to take you through... Yeah, just some top tips, things that I've learned over the years of working with different families and, of course, my own kids when they were babies. The first thing is having a basic routine day to day. 
It doesn't mean that you do the exact same thing every single day and you're rigid to the clock, but I think having just a rough predictable pattern, one helps you as a parent, but it really helps babies. They love routine because they start to learn the pattern and the order in which things occur in the home and it it helps them feel safe and secure when they know what comes next. So having a routine leading up to mealtime. So for example, it was they'd wake up, they'd have a breastfeed, we'd walk down to the kitchen, straight into the high chair, they'd watch me eat breakfast and then they would eat breakfast. It was a sort of same little pattern. Then they're kind of like, oh, okay, I know what's happening next now um, because it happens similarly. We, you know, they eat in the same spot, in the same high chair, etc., etc. Aim for meal times if you can to occur at similar times each day. This helps from an appetite management perspective. So when your child is going to be hungry and when they start to develop an appetite, um, because that's also based on a, a cycle and a daily routine as well. But it just helps you like plan around it because like I said, feeding your baby um, solid food is really time consuming. So be prepared for that to just take up a, you know, a pretty decent chunk of time for you. The similar activities around mealtimes are all around helping your baby know what's coming next. Um, So those routines. So yeah, think about the predictability of the sequence of events that happens. If you're starting solids and one day they're in the pram and the next day they're at the shops and the next day they're at grandma's and then the next day, right, this sort of um, haphazardness of, oh, now mum's giving me food or now dad's giving me this to eat can be um, a little bit uh, overwhelming for them. Other things are just removing distractions. So pets, if your baby's like super into your pet, putting them in another room, turning off the TV, radio, music, don't be on your phone or tablet. These are really great habits for adults to have when they're eating. So it is a really good um, thing to think about what sort of habits you want your child to have around food. Do use a restraint such as a high chair, a pram or a baby swing or seat to feed and just try and use that same spot as regularly as possible so they start to associate that with, okay, it's mealtime when I sit in um, in this chair or in this seat. Um, and like I said, don't worry about plates, bowls, cutlery. Just use the high chair tray, you know, if that's nice and cleaned and clean after every time, it's perfectly fine for them to eat straight off that or you've got the bowl but if you put the bowl or a plate onto their tray a hundred percent they're going to throw it well eventually um, when they can pick it up and go for life on it another thing is aiming for a stress-free environment when my son carter was about five months old we went through a really um, awful family time and i was thrown into a huge time of grief And it was so bad I actually can't recall Carter between the age of sort of five months and 18 months old that I sort of lost that year. I was so sad. And I also think that that's one of the other reasons why he just didn't take to solids. Our family was in turmoil. It was a really stressful time. I was not doing good. And so the decision to like stop when I first initially tried and he just didn't want a bar of it and – bring him up to the table, let him watch meals for a couple of weeks and then try again and just take the pressure off myself was a really good thing. So 
do know that, you know, your babies can pick up on on stress and, and how you're feeling. So be really kind. See if you can create a stress-free environment in your home. But if you are going through a stressful time, like you might be moving house or things are happening, if you can wait a couple of weeks and baby's actually doing fine and you can just top up with some more formula or increase your breastfeeds to you get through until things are less stressful, waiting a couple of weeks is absolutely not going to make a difference. Like I said, my son started solids properly at seven and a half months and he is perfectly fine eater by the time he was, you know, 12, 13 months old. So, um, so don't stress about that. The other, one of the things that the research says is try not to offer new foods in a new environment. Babies are just so attuned to everything around them. They're like senses are on high alert because they're learning. So being in a new environment and then being offered a new food can sometimes be a bit overwhelming. So, you know, just keep that in mind, particularly as they get older. This is very, very true for toddlers um, as well. So try new foods in a really familiar environment so that way you're not overwhelming them. Be consistent either with the routine or the time of the meal, but be consistent with offering lots of variety. So you want to be consistent in the way that you offer food, sitting in the high chair. We do it around this time after that breastfeed, before that play time, etc. And then the food, vary that up as much um, as possible. Speak lots of praise and smile lots. So they're like, oh, this is a good thing. Me eating is a good thing. Neophobia, which is what happens around two to three years of age, is an innate fear of trying new foods. So you want trying new foods as much as possible to be a really like low stress and a positive experience for your baby. These are just some few things around your own food. The The research actually shows that um, mums apparently are more influential on eating habits than dads are. But dads, you are not off the hook because they just haven't done much research in dads. Most of the research is done in mums. Um, but certainly parental modelling is a really strong predictor of eating habits in children. So I do always encourage a parent who is quite fussy themselves or has some poor eating habits to to work on improving their own diet because that has a flow-on effect to the eating habits of their kids. And yeah, just never underestimate the importance of that family meal time. I'm so passionate about that. I think it's a really key part of the day from just a love and an inclusion and sociological perspective, but also from a nutrition perspective. When we're cooking a family meal, it's generally a healthier meal. It's got veggies in it. We're all coming around together and it can be a really nice time, particularly, you know, if you think in the future when your kids are older. So I just want to leave you with the overall infant feeding guideline around how to feed a child. And this is called the division of responsibility. And it's actually an evidence-based practice around feeding fussy eaters. But if you can start this boundary in your home as early as possible, you can limit a lot of fussy behavior. So the rule goes like this, the parent decides what and when the child eats and the child decides how much they eat. So basically this is saying is that the child doesn't decide what they eat. They don't decide what the meal is. They don't get to go in the case of a two-year-old, I want chicken nuggets and a jam sandwich, right? The parent decides what 
is on offer. So it's your job as the parent to decide what the food is. And for babies, it's obviously safe food, but it's a wide variety of foods from different food groups, different textures, and you're giving those lots of exposure to different food experiences. But at the end of the day, the child decides how much they eat. So And this is really important from the beginning. You might have an arbitrary amount of food in your bowl, right? You have no idea whether that's enough food or not for your baby. So really take their cues on feeling full. So don't force your baby to finish the bowl just because you put an arbitrary amount of food in their bowl and you need to see it empty. If a baby is happily eating and then starts to like, turn their nose away or spit food out or just seem a little bit irritated, then you can take that as them telling you I'm full and I've had enough um, and respect those internal cues and meal time is over regardless of how much is left in that bowl. That is so, so important. We're, we're a generation of people who have been taught how to override our own hunger and fullness cues and children don't have boredom eating or emotional eating or overeating issues, they're fully based on whether they're hungry or they're full and those those internal cues are really strong for them. So we want to really nurture that and help them keep that into their life as long as possible because it will serve them really, really well. So this is a really good rule to start to implement that you're the parent, you decide what and when, but the child decides how much. So some solid meals, they might not have hardly anything. They might just have a taste that's fine. Don't make a fuss about it. Maybe they just weren't hungry, but then tomorrow they're much, much hungrier. And it's absolutely normal for their appetite to peak and trough from day to day and week to week because their energy needs are just changing. So so don't stress about that as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. All the best with your bubbers and teaching them how to eat. Well, that's it for today's episode. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. A big thank you to The Capital Chemist and The Daily Dollop In Crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.